3: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Game Day Record Book podcast with me, Danny Kelly, and a cornucopia—some would say a plethora—of top guests. Now, last week's show will take some beating, but I think we can do it, particularly after the quality of the Premier League, particularly the games we've seen uh, this weekend: goals, controversy, all the usual ingredients, and a lot of nonsense that we we'll also try to shoehorn both into the show and to the appendix that you can also download um, if you're a big fan of us, and I hope you are. Alongside me uh, this evening, of course. Uh, well, he's a pundit. He's a top-class pundit. He's a very funny man as well. He's the inventor of this thing. Let's be honest about it. Tom Rennie, hey Tom. I book everyone for this show, so he has to
0: be nice to me. That's how it works. Oh, Only book yourself into shows. That's how it works. Hold on,
3: you. So you booked the next guest? Did you? He's very nice to me. Oh, he's my. very nice to me. See, our am next my guest. my my. All that building you up there. My next guest is. Um, well, he's a former Crystal Palace captain. He captained the Millwall side that got battered in the FA Cup <laughs> <laughs> final. Thanks very much, these Danny. days, he knocks on every door in New York looking for further employment as a football pundit. By his own admission, he's actually very, very good. Lives in America these days. I'm delighted to welcome. I've worked with him many times in the past. Matt Lawrence. Hi, Matt. Hey, Danny. But there's many other reasons why I knock on lots of doors in New York. But let's not go into that <laughs> and, just yet. And of course, obviously, you <laughs> haven't heard this podcast. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Is uh, that fair? That's a, a fair thing to, to say. To be yes, fair, sir. he's got no career to lose. It doesn't matter. Vardy, right-footed, SCORES! A record-equalling performance and a record-equalling result for Leicester City. 9-0 winners at 10-man Southampton as the final whistle goes.
2: Our challenge in the second half was to prove that we are on our way to being a really good team. The top teams will be ruthless in moments like that. They don't stop, they don't play young. They play maturely with an aggression and being and and ruthless, and we did that second half.
3: Not in clear, but now it's volley clear, and across the face of goal, and in, Lee Mousset with an excellent equaliser for Sheffield United. It had been coming.
2: The right ball, they could be in trouble here. Everton, Trossard across the face of goal, and an own goal! It's a late, late winner for Brighton. What an amazing afternoon of football we've seen here at the Amex, and Brighton are ahead by three goals to two.
3: Now, it's very rare that we have, and obviously this is very competitive normally, because for those of you who are new listeners and there are millions of you coming on stream, we love that. And we do the performance of the week, the worst performance of the week, the hero of the week and the villain of the week. And in that very simple format, we manage to bounce around the very darkest corners of professional football. Rarely do we have a section which is uncompeted. But just like the Australian scrum many years ago, when they got bored of being hammered by a team saying, right, we won't compete the scrums. This time, I'm afraid, performance of the week is a given. Leicester City will be the performance of the week, obviously, and Tom is going to tell you just how many things they did to make themselves performance of the week, but for a kind of, just for the sake of making sure that nothing gets, no stone is left unturned, um, I think you and I, Matt, must pick other teams as well. Who have you picked?
2: Yeah, I've, Yes, of course, Leicester City. But for me, Sheffield United, Danny, Sheffield United have been magnificent since they joined the Premier League. I think we are under the assumption that the championship sides come into the, the, the Premier League and kind of crumble and don't come in with their own identity and, and sit back quote and Robbie, Quote
3: Robbie Burns, as I always do on this podcast, "We cowering timorous beasties.
2: Exactly. And Sheffield United have done the exact
3: opposite. They're the complete antithesis. I think they're daring teams. When they came up, they said all the the sort of international managers at the top of the Premier League there's no way they'll be doing this overlapping (laughs) centre backs thing. (laughs) They'll never do that. They are. They are doing they are doing it, but they're still doing it,
2: and they're still able to defend Danny, which I I think not many teams do when they come up from the Championship. And look, this is a side that went away to to West Ham. Outplayed they played in, they played in front of sixty thousand people. They weren't going to be outdone. They are still unbeaten away. Fifty thousand
0: tourists, five thousand West Ham fans, five thousand Sheffield.
3: Uh, and they were the best side all I know. Through. With all those tourists who go to the London Stadium I'm forever blowing bubbles apparently. What are the words again? <laughs> Gene, what are the words? Who are we seeing today? What, what is bubbles? What's bubbles in Swedish?
0: London mm. Stadium on the Saturday and Wembley on the Sunday for the NFL. But sky- Madden Tussauds big West fans. on a Monday
3: back home 25 quid home. Very, very good. What more would you want? Um, yeah, Sheffield United. I mean, I, I, great on Monday as well against Arsenal. Big Boston. powerful team. Yeah, Oli Norwood, as well. fantastic. John Fleck,
0: brilliant. Lundstrom, awesome. Uh, they just have a really good team they're chaotic as well. There's bits where I was watching that game against West Ham, at least. I was doing the commentary on Monday, so I kind of couldn't watch it in the same way. But you're watching it thinking, where are all the players coming from? How do they have seven forward and seven back and the other teams have nobody? How do they do it? I, th- I, 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 th-
2: I think they're a bit more well drilled than that. And I think in Chris Wilder, they've got a manager who understands footballers and understands oh, the... yeah, uh, I love him. ...understands the, shall I say, density of footballers as well. And he says he only <laughs> wants to teach them... Two or three things. He doesn't want to fill their head with too much, and it's working with well, your for big it. London ideas and but, your
3: high beer prices. You'll work that Chris out. Chris Wilder, of course, is one of the modern managers because. Yeah. You, uh, you, knowing uh, everyone knows about football now because everyone plays FIFA, everyone sees 100 games a week. I know about football, it's knowing about footballers that's the thing now. It's what Klopp does, it's what Pochettino does, it's what they, all the top ones do. Um, so, thank you for that. Um, it was also my, I also want to mention the performance of Brighton. Now, Matt Lawrence reminded me of this, um, and he's a, don't forget, he's a former Crystal Palace captain. It's hard that, to mention. That, yes, Danny. that the Seagulls, it causes the most ludicrous rivalry in professional football yeah. Brighton and Palace. Two teams that nobody dislikes for a start, really. Um, maybe Char- why isn't Charlton and Palace? Why isn't that the thing? I think because Charlton and Mill just hate each other too much. Do uh, they though? Do they really?
2: Not massively, but there, there's a slight hatred between Charlton and Mill and you can't have a slight
3: hatred, can you? People That's try not a and thing. explain the Palace Brighton thing. Something to do with Alan Mallory. Alan Mallory oh it's Mullery and 70s. Venables in the
0: nineteen seventies yeah. and then Mallory goes to Palace after Brighton and then yeah. both teams realise they're irrelevant, make up a rivalry and here we are.
3: My favourite ever, um people, why are you what are you doing this for? I had a mate who was he is still a very high up in the music business and he was a fan of both. Birmingham City, um, because he's worked in London. It can't be many people, we've got to narrow this down. Two people. Right, right. Ian Dixon. Um, And uh, Ian and I used to go to Spurs together because he wanted to watch football. Anyway, Aston Villa come to town, he's a Birmingham fan, and every time Villa do anything that's no good, he makes this gesture towards their fans on radio, he got his fingers and he crossed them over, I know, his two index fingers, and he crossed them over and over and over. What? And I said, what the hell is that Ian, why are you doing it? He said, Villa fans, they're so, they're so weedy and they're so posh. They knit their own scarves, right? And he was making this <laughs> knitting gesture towards the, the Aston Villa fans. I mean, it stayed with me a quarter of a century later. So, I, th- so there I it is. I love that. I love everything the, the about the pure that. bile and hatred. Between to finish, those to guys. finish the comb point your own it. hair, do you, dear? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Is that your clothes? Did you put those on? Is yeah. that ironed? Is it? Uh, yeah. Glasses now. Is it for looking through? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brighton have won two. mate, you might you told me the stack. Tell me again. Yeah,
2: that's it, the first time they've won two successive home games since way back in
0: October 2018.
2: Look, they're, they're a side that have struggled. They struggled last season, got a new manager now with Graham Potter, and he's slowly, I guess, slowly dragging things around. Great
0: home as well. How I about against
3: to Tottenham? Do you remember that, Danny It was good, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The Tottenham
0: game. Was I'm, good. Just,
3: I'm <laughs> just thinking about you might like Graham Potter a bit because, a bit like you, Matt, because of the haircut, is there a certain element of um, bringing back mods yeah, like, with you two? You're yeah. both like a crap weller. <laughs> yeah. I like that about you. I- 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 a queller, yeah. I can imagine
0: you down the front at a Liam Gallagher gig wearing pretty green. <laughs> And, oh, and peeling a potato. That's a, that's
3: a clothing <laughs> brand for those of you who live in the real world. We come on to clothing a bit later on in the appendix. Other clothing brands are available, but not that one. Didn't he go bankrupt, Gallagher's brand? Yeah, didn't I
2: think it's kind of been. Sold and the reason off, was the reason was, was I, I,
3: I would have bought all their stuff because it's got would loads you? of Paisley, but it, it didn't any size bigger than medium? Oh, is it all slim fit? Yeah, absolutely. Slim fit, yeah. yeah, slim fit yeah. and size. Sorry, people with money tend not to wear slim fit. Know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Um, now, Tom, Leicester City. Oh, I'm going to you for this show. <laughs> Le- Leicester City are going to uh, be our performance of the week yeah. but you being being the, the being yeah. the Rennie you have built up what can be described as a cataract no that's the wrong word isn't it that's the, something you have on your eye um, I can see them yeah yeah, yeah of course clearly it, it, with those glasses yeah, yeah. Um, oh you, for looking through are they yeah, yeah you, you're so fancy now you posh scumbag with yeah. your eyes yeah. <laughs> What, you've built up a Two huge... Two arms on them glasses, a eh? A huge... As four arms for one person. A, a, perfect. A pyramid, virtually, of uh, facts about Leicester's victory yes. um, against Southampton. We'll come back to Southampton, of course we will. Tell us about it,
0: Tom. Right, listen, the first thing I want to say is that football didn't start in 1992. The reason I say that is because every time you do a stat from the Premier League, someone goes, oh, football didn't start in 1992, you idiot. What about what happened in the game between Wolves and Liverpool in 1962? And they got a point. And they are right, to be fair. Well, here's one for those people. Liverpool or Leicester, oh, ruined it going back. Leicester have recorded the biggest ever victory by an away side in an English top
3: flight League match in the 131-year history of the football. Now I league. haven't seen all 131, but I did go think, about Danny. All due respect, I have genuinely been watching top-class football for 50 of your English years. Count them, and I knew seven I can remember. Um, I wait for the, for the team get beat seven at home, but nine. Count them, nine no. goals. I mean very quick because I know you've got a load of things to get through Matt what gets into a group of players you can't be shipping nine goals at home under any circumstances no you can't whether
2: you're playing with eight men nine men ten men eleven men you can't just the sheer are you doing how many
0: men went to Mo I am you go in for it that was good (laughs) Leicester's nine unanswered goals made this the joint biggest Premier League win of all time for your modern fans of course it was Man United against Ipswich in 1995 Craig Forrest God bless him lovely man uh, conceded Mm -hmm. nine goals that day former West Ham keeper as well such a a friendly guy everyone tells me uh he can breathe a huge sigh of relief he no longer has that record well, join i suppose uh casper schmeichel kept a clean sheet for the foxes in this game as did peter schmeichel in the game in 1995 between united and ipswich so these results only happen in the premier league when you have a schmeichel On the in the phone yeah that's a fact of this story has casper um, got kids now Yes, and they'll be playing, I'm sure, when it happens in 24 years from now. Exactly. Mark your calendars today. Uh, a few other quick ones of these. Ayose Perez has scored back to back hat tricks against Southampton in the Premier League. More on that a little bit later because that's one of my pitches for Hero of the Week. But I thought it was worth mentioning these also uh, scored 50 goals in English football now. Ayose Perez, four of them for Leicester in just one game. Leicester's 3 uh, 0 lead after 19 minutes. Was an incredible record. They'd not scored three unanswered goals so quickly since 1998, when they scored three mm-hmm. against Derby in that game, uh, and one more. Ryan Bertrand sent off in this game. Southampton had their numbers reduced in a third straight meeting with Leicester. So three times they've played Leicester, mm. three times they've ended uh, with ten men or less.
3: People have been asking me, so I'm going to ask you, um, Matt Lawrence, with uh, with your footballing head on. Um, is this a better side than the one that won the title? It's a more talented side, without a shadow of a doubt. There's better players
2: in it, the likes of, of Madison, obviously, Tielemans. But I think when we're talking about a team, I think the, the Leicester previous team, the one that won the EPL, is a better team. It, it, it's a better all-round fulcrum. It, it certainly was a team that came together, would fight together, I think, more than this team, and, and managed by Ranieri as well. I, I I think that's almost, no, they're, 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 for Leicester are almost
3: they're almost they're almost the and I won't go into my views about that Leicester team being a rock and roll band fueled on sexual energy um, the one that won the title but it's almost they're almost a test case now for um, a talented group of players versus mm. a great team because that Leicester team was a yeah. great team um, this is how do I announce this because normally we have a big row now and they scratch each other's eyes out about who is going to be the performance of the week but we're all in agreement surely you've got to go it's Jamie Vardy's team Ah, oh, poor old Jamie. We'll talk about Jamie a little later as well. Leicester City had a performance of the week. It'll end up being a performance of the season. And I'll be very interested interested to see whether Ralph Hassenhutel can survive a 9 0 defeat at home. What do the directors make of that? And here's Chewell down the left hand side once more, reaches the bar and cross. Vardy's had a seven! Jamie Vardy, 7th heaven for Leicester and Southampton are completely collapsing here in the rain and the wind of St. Mary's. They look wretched, they look in despair. I can only say one word. I apologise. I apologise big time. And. Uh, The only thing that matters now is actions. I don't care who's coming up. We can never, ever, ever show our faces like this again. It's
1: going to be Martial. Oh, it's saved again by Kroll.
3: Incredible. Two penalty saves in the first half. And if Leicester City um, being the performance of the week, the best performance of the week was a foregone conclusion, rather more um, it's it's almost impossible not to give it to Southampton. Um, Matt, because you well, you wanna you wanna nominate Southampton.
2: I do, I, I worked the game for Talk Sport on Friday and they were just dire. I, I we know that Bertrand got sent off in the twelfth minute. Obviously, they conceded in the 10th. It was, on top of that, it was compounded by the fact that Bertrand got sent off by by VAR in that 12th And correctly as well. And correctly. It was a a dreadful challenge. He went over the top of the ball. I think five, ten years ago, possibly, he'd have got away with it because of the conditions. He's lunging in, it's wet on the surface. But it was a leg-breaker, and if Perez's leg hadn't been off the floor, he'd have broken his leg, no doubt about it. But the fact that they then went on, they, they changed their formation, they then played basically 5-3-1, and they still conceded goals. They were 3-0 down seven minutes later. They conceded five minutes after Bertrand got sent off in the 17th. Then they conceded in the 19th, and it just went on and on from there. And yes, Ralf-Hassenhoutel has to take some of the blame because he put James Ward-Prowse at left wing back, but really it was just a an orthodox left back with five across the back. It's not Huddle's fault that everybody switched off. It's not Huddle's fault
3: that yeah, the word I, they I mean, couldn't pick a man up. It struck me as a kind of abdication, individual abdication of responsibility leads to the whole team just falling. The fabric of the team just fell away, didn't it? What I thought was amazing about this is that after the game, Johnny Evans
0: uh, was being interviewed on Sky by Kelly Cates, and apparently um, he went round to players at 6-0 and was saying, lads, Nine was the record. Nine year was the record. We can do this here. And he's going up to players individually and saying it. Now, imagine you're a Southampton player. Now, people out there listening, all of us would have been mugged off by someone at some point in our lives. I've done it five times to Matt since he's been in the building. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he hates me for it. And when someone does no, that, you've got other like, reasons right, for that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not allowing this. I can't allow this anymore. If that doesn't motivate you, the centre-half's going around the team saying,
3: this lot, we're going to do the record yeah. away victory uh, where, and, in and, Football where, League. We, history. We, and of course, Evans, where did he pick this from? Alex Ferguson Alex, yeah. you could just feel Ferguson flowing through that but it didn't
0: it. It, it did motivate Southampton also there. well
3: done to Leicester I hate teams that declare
0: oh, all fans yeah. there's, there's yeah. no need to declare I'm with you but if Johnny Sheffield United declared this weekend 1-1 mm-hmm. When they were out playing
3: West Ham, they're keeping it in the corner against West Ham, Billy Sharp. All teams who get four and five ups, they, what, they just ease up. Oh, we've got to conserve energy for next game. Never mind the next game, you might not be playing the next game. Forget Have a go the at game. these, kill and these. it's not
2: just the players who ease up as well, it's the oh, manager who yeah. eases up, who brings three off at half-time or three off in the 60th minute. And look, if what you're saying is correct, and I don't doubt you, Tom, if it was in the after the sixth That's goal, mistake, which was the 57th minute, they went 6 nothing up and Johnny Evans is running around going yeah. well, 6 sixing up, let's make it 9-9. Nine, make nine. And Southampton are hearing that. You'd think, right, <coughs> sod that. Yeah, there's no yeah. way we're letting in a 7th. They conceded a 7th. So why, 60 is it, seconds later why has he not been sacked then? Moment. Danny
0: asked the question and quite frankly, I have always thought that if you lose a game like
3: that, you don't survive it. People don't ima- survive it. I can't imagine he's going to survive it. But, when it showed but that he's still players, in charge as we
2: record. It showed that the players aren't playing for him. If, there's, if the players capitulate that terribly they have no sense of, of
3: belief in their manager the only thing and I can think And and Simon Jordan put this in my head, a former uh, chairman who sacked uh, Steve Kemba after a 5-0 defeat away from home. God knows how Simon would have reacted to a 9-0 defeat at home. Sacked him. Hired Um, him. Sacked him again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm sacking your missus and your kids as well. (laughs) And your dinner. They can't go to school. They're banned (laughs) from the school they go to now. (laughs) Give Um, me his shoes. Give me the boys' shoes. He says... Has he got
0: glasses on?
3: 9-0. 9-0. At least that means the manager can go in the next day and say... Anyone think that was good enough? There's absolutely no argument that you know they can start again afresh with that. I'm going to uh, for my worst performance. I can't believe Arsenal are getting away with it in this section, but I believe they're not getting nominated in this section. Um, Manchester United's penalty takers. Now they had a great win and all the rest of it at Carrow Road. Um, I'm told by expert, Tom Rennie, um, that there's only been five missed penalties in the whole Premier League season and four of those been by Manchester United. Yeah, we have to say this is more producer Jeremy
0: doing the work for the show today. Tim crawl Unlike last week. Uh, t- <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Ireland did lose the World Cup last week. He earned it. He, he deserved was still, it. He's a
3: young man who was still off work on Tuesday after
0: a session on Saturday. He looks less young now. He looks bad for his age. Listen, let me do some stuff about this. Um, five missed penalties in the Premier League this season. Four for United. Two in this game. Tim Krul saved twice. Uh, And Tim Krul, of course, bring back those lovely memories of coming on. Was it the 120th minute for the Netherlands? Or was it against in the World Cup? I couldn't recall this earlier on. Uh, But he comes on specifically to save penalties and does, and they get through. And... Actually, the second one from Martial is quite a good save to his left.
3: Now, what about... And I have very few theories about football. I believe it's chaos, and therefore that's why it's so attractive. But I don't have one theory I know holds water, and it's called Kelly's theorem, actually. Um, and as, apart from... It's, it's my most controversial theorem, apart from the building of the World Cup island. As you may know, I, I, I hate, I believe football has been completely corrupted by the bidding process for the World Cup, for the venue of it. And so I have long advocated, um, the technology is there, build an island it just just in the middle of the North Atlantic so that in the summer it's about 70 degrees, just perfect. During the uh, interceding three and a half years, it's a massive bird sanctuary in the middle of the ocean. Who mm-hmm. wouldn't want that? And then, then you turn it over to hotels and football pitches. And I've been going on about this for so long. It's a good I idea. I wrote, I wrote to FIFA about World Cup Island. Got no response at all. I've been so angry about it. I'm now calling it Danny Kelly's World Cup Island. I want to be named after me. It's the right thing. Takes all the corruption out of the bidding process, and it provides a bird sanctuary. Half for all those migrating birds across the Atlantic, they get a rest. In lovely Halfway old football across. pitches. Perfect. Yeah. And it's there's perfect. already
0: a garbage island floating in the ocean, which they can use. You can use that as foundations.
3: Made <laughs> of plastics, and that's probably provided by World Cup sponsors. I, I mean, this is not the maddest idea, is it? Because if you, if you think about it, during the Second World War, Churchill was so desperate for aircraft carriers, uh, one of his scientists came to him and said, we can chop off bits of the glacier at the North Pole, and using concrete, you can just, because ice floats... We'll, it'll melt, of course, when we get... You can't fight in South America with it, um, or, or on the African coast, but in the North Atlantic, um, where, the, where the, the submarines were doing their thing, we can make loads of aircraft carriers out of ice flows. You know, the, the, the idea? It never floated and all the rest of it. Um, but my other theory, Kelly's theorem too, is this. If the players know it wasn't a proper penalty, and neither of Manchester United's penalties were penalties, no. in my humble opinion, the number of times... the play, My missus has I said, right... That wasn't a penalty, was it? They're going to miss this, and they do. It's almost as if there's a guilt involved. They just know that wasn't a penalty. We can't win a game like this. No, if, I'm with you. I think there's yeah. a, definitely a
0: slight guilt complex. Well, uh, a minute, if that was true, then every penalty Man United got at Old Trafford for the last 20 years, of which not a single one of them was an actual penalty, then I missed a lot. So Kelly's theorem, yeah. much like slightly, much like Churchill's icebergs,
3: doesn't hold water. Slightly, slightly um, biased opinion there about Man United's penalties. True, them, isn't it? Name one penalty oh. at Old Trafford they earned. Anybody? No. Exactly. Now, the four- Nobody. The 400 teenager, research, teenager researchers we have on this uh, podcast. Don't forget, you are listening uh, to the Game Day Record book podcast. Just a point, it's Costa Rica he came on to say the oh, penalties against Kroll. Of course, it was. So for me, Manchester United's penalty takers, it was the worst performance. Uh, but Southampton's probably. Can you. I mean, will you do Arsenal? Uh, I won't do Arsenal, oh. no. The only
0: one I have uh, for this weekend is Watford, um, because the answer is Southampton. Oh, but I do Watford. want to mention Watford. Uh, bottom of the table, the first team to fail to win any of their opening ten games in two seasons in the Premier League. Don't go back the entire football history, all right? Don't blame me. Yeah. It's the stats men. But I want to mention this about this game against Bournemouth, where they were just dreadful. From the moment Abdellah jacore missed basically an open goal in the first minute, Decore against Spurs, where people are watching, it's Spurs away. I might get a big move here if Spurs... Spurs like me, I might get the move there. He's fantastic. I won't get to play. You'll still
3: pick Christian Eriksen, but I know well, what exactly, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: Bournemouth home, no one's watching and he's absolute rubbish. And that goes across the team. De is in the box and he could have a shot, but instead he does five or six little tricks as he wants to show off. This Watford team, I think they will just about stay up because the other teams are worse. All right, three, name, I me I the, think name me
3: three teams that are worse than them, please.
0: Norwich City, I think, are worse and I think they will get relegated from the Premier League. Yes. I think elsewhere in the Premier League that Bournemouth could be in that mix. Oh, I don't know. Now I might take this back mid sentence. Oh, right, I've been Watford thinking about
2: it. i Sorry. Think I'd take this back. I'll, I'll go with the Norwich and Southampton.
0: But Southampton, third yes.
2: one, a third one instead of Watford. I think that's pushing it. Well, this I watched sn-
0: Newcastle on Sunday, and they might be worse. Might.
2: Well, I get rid of Bruce by January, and they actually love Bruce' you now, don't they? They love him. He's a good man now.
3: He's picked both uh, the long staffs. He's, he's a clever boy, isn't double he? Double long staff. A, well, get, but, one of them suspended for next game. Now he got sent yes, off. Yes, he did indeed. Another yeah. bad
0: decision from this weekend.
3: Yeah, Watford, very, very bad team. And that's why when you said you thought they might just squeak through, I, I, I've been giving a lot of thought. I can't find Your three Your judging eyes have made me change my mind. I Sorry, narrowed, I narrowed my eyes. Here, I factually narrowed my eyes. There. That Come was on. like Churchill speaking yeah. to his chief
0: scientist. Yeah. That was the face you just pulled yeah. me there. Yeah.
3: Iceberg? How yeah. are you going to do that? But Churchill, was absolutely mad on really... The, the, the more far-fetched the idea, the more he backed it. Well, I was... Hence the computer. <laughs> Turing
0: went, was given the... the the money to do it I went to school in uh, in Hornchurch the Sanders-Draper school oh that's posh you've got your
3: glasses for looking for school in Hornchurch uh, is a it?
0: war hero who was flying back to RAF Hornchurch one of the big bases during the second world war and he couldn't land so he pulled off his uh, Spitfire oh, into the, pick the school field an it's it's and uh, anyway in RAF Hornchurch during the war that is one of the places where they made the wooden Spitfire planes. so when the Germans flew over they thought there was massive airfields of Spitfires what's the name of the school? Uh, Sanders Draper in Hornchurch. Thank you very named much. Named after a Sanders Draper. God can I, bless him. Can
3: we, uh, look, since we ha- Arsenal haven't got into the worst performance of the weekend, um, Watford are terrible. United's penalty takers, we just had some fun there about penalties. No, again, at the risk of turning the show into a into a walkover, Southampton. Cause we would, look, none of us minds being wrong, but you just look a mug for the rest of this whole series of podcasts if you don't make Southampton worst performance of the week and the month and the year.
2: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides, and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at Labrooks.com. 18+. BeGambleAware.org. T's and C's apply.
0: Straight at Matt Lauter, but it will go back to Mason Matt gets a second chance to deliver a ball in finishing hat trick Near post header from Christian Pulisic. It's a perfect hat trick. Left foot,
3: right foot, header. I mean, obviously he was an incredible goal scorer, so we work on it a lot in training, and uh, I'm going to continue to do so. And uh, obviously, you know, today was a great day, and I just want to just want to keep going. Volley clear, and across the face of goal, and in. Lee Mousset with an excellent equalizer for Sheffield United. It had been coming, and it's the youngster who scored against Arsenal on Monday, who has brought his side level at the London Stadium. Fair play
1: to Chris Wilder because he took off Norwood, didn't he? Put it on, changed his shape a little bit and uh, Sheffield United were just in the ascendancy. They've got themselves deservedly back in the
3: game. OK, we've been through here on the Game Day uh, Record Book podcast. Um, part of a whole raft of uh, TalkSport podcasts that are currently winning all the awards and thank you for downloading them in such profusion. Um, we've done the performance and the worst performance. Uh, next up, more positivity, the hero of the week. We've got a very, very, very uh, wide-ranging um, group of people here. Indeed, I'm going to start with mine, which isn't a person at all. Is it an animate object or is it an inanimate object? Because uh, it's alive, but it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, my hero of the week is the centre circle at St Mary's. It is! <laughs> now, in a time when... <laughs> <laughs> a time when footballers and everything to do with football is about comfort and not com- and complaining. Uh, you have to do extra half-hours training before you get down to betting shop or around to your mates' missuses and all the rest of it that footballers do. I'm looking at you, um, Matt Lawrence. Um, the centre circle of St Mary's. It must have thought this would be a lovely Friday evening under the stars. Um, I'll be kicked off three or four times yeah. I'll be kicked off uh, and I'll just sit here and grow a little bit, a tiny bit, during the course of the 90 minutes. Instead, one, it is deluged by a tropical... I love the football in the rain. Um, several of the players at one stage were struggling to keep their eyes open. The raindrops were hitting their eyelashes and their eyes, eyelids so hard that they were squinting into it. I love that. But the centre circle of St Mary's, I um, say, not a word of complaint as it has to do with its performance in a horrible, horrible rainstorm and is kicked off on 11 times. <laughs> twice at the start of the halves, <laughs> and nine times after the goals. I mean, it didn't ask for overtime. It got an international com- break in between uh, it Didn't complain that I've had two, two matches in a fortnight here on me. It just got on with it. And I've thought about it a lot, um, uh, and how it would be, and how uh, at the end of it, not even one player went over and applauded the centre spot. I mean, that shows how, how, even the Leicester players, I know how excited they were, but very, very poor appreciation of a job well done. For me, the hero of the week is the centre circle at St Mary's. Played better than every single (laughs) Southampton player. Actually, more mobile, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure
0: how we can top that, can we? No, I... (laughs) Do you have an anima object? I have an anima object. Yeah, let's let's try something that breathes. (laughs) If anything with a heartbeat, you might win this.
3: I'm going with. Who's uh, oh, having a poplar of the grass now? That's not very green, is it? <laughs> I'm having to Greta go. Greta is coming your way. Christian. Take that Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> hey?
2: Christian Pulisic for me. Oh, an, yeah. An animal oh, object. Oh, yeah. I thought he was absolutely magnificent. I thought the way he's not let... I don't want to say the treatment from Lampard, but the fact that Pulisic has wanted to play, obviously. He only took a week off over the summer. He came back from international duty. Now, you follow him, of course, because you work in America. What happened in the
3: game against Canada when he came off and was crying? He came off in about the 61st minute. Substituted.
2: And... I'm sure we're going to mention him later, but not like Granite Xhaka. Didn't throw his shirt down and, and walk down mm-hmm. the tunnel. He slumped in the back row of the, of the bench um, and sat with the other substitutes, other people who had been taken off as well, and was absolutely demoralized. Mm. He, there were you tears, You could see weren't there? the tears in his eyes. He has the weight of the nation on his shoulders. Yeah. He's the only truly world-class player in that U.S. men's national
0: whoa, team. Whoa, 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 whoa. He is the best player the USA have got. I'm not sure he's going to world class school just
3: yet. I don't think you get any work on American TV networks by saying that he's not world class. Actually, to be fair. that's a good point. He as is as a world class player. This is going, going
2: out player. on serious. It's Messi,
0: It's Ronaldo than Pulisic. Exactly. I just realised I've got a mortgage to pay. He is fantastic. But this is a great point, right? So, so we do a lot of work on it in in, uh, in America, and of course, this show is going out in America as well, which I love. And um, they're such rabid soccer fans. They are desperate for a hero. They are desperate for someone to hang there, and that is why soccer is good more than us in the UK. UK, I find American sports fans need the individual, not the team. Very true. It's a reflection of their society. That is what they yeah. need, absolutely. And you see it in the NBA, you see it in NFL. It's about personalities and individuals more than the team. They might say it's about the teams, but it is not. They've got no relegation promotion. They don't really know what it is for a collective suffering, but they know how to get after an individual. And the pressure on this guy to be the lightning rod for a, a country sport. Uh, it's it's incredible, and when he has a bad game, after the game against Canada, the phone lines, all you've got to say is, the thing is with Christian Pulisic, boop, 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 boop. everyone's calling in, everyone's got an opinion. See, That's how much he's on his shoulders. The
3: reason why I don't want to be Hero of the Week is because one of my shows last week, and I did several, I was saying, what the hell's happened to Christian Pulisic? Where is he? <laughs> Um, and now he's suddenly sprung up like a jack-in-the-box. You li- you listen to Frank Lampard talk, and he and he said he spoke th- about the fact that
2: Pulisic came back early. He wanted him to have a longer holiday. He only had a week off over the summer, came back from international duty, wanted to come back, train with his new teammates. And, and, and Lampard said, I- I've got a lot of players contending for that position on the field, the wide men, uh, the, the number 10 position, the numerous positions that Pulisic can play. And I felt that he needed to be rested, basically. And and he's eased his way into the team, or Lampard has eased Pulisic, Hmm. into Premier League play. It was his first start since August in the Premier League. And I think he repaid Lampard's faith. And let's just... Uh, yeah, I yeah. think he repaid
3: Frank Lampard's... Or, or actually, he showed that Frank Lampard has man- managed him well. Lampard, mm. or Midas, as we call him, everything he touches turns to gold just now, doesn't it? And Chelsea, as Chelsea always do, by doing exactly the wrong thing all the time, improve their team. And they are... They're not fantastic yet... But they are very, very good to watch.
0: One final thing on Christian Pulisic, who for me is going to get the hero of the week. It's already got my vote. But during the commentary of the game going out in America and Canada, I said a line along the lines of Christian Pulisic plants his flag on the pitch in the Premier League like Neil Armstrong did on the moon for the USA, right? And the people get in touch with us uh, on Twitter during the games. Now, well, what about Brian McBride? Well, what about Clint Dempsey? Well, what about Brad Guzan? Uh, what um, about Tim and and Howard also, and Roy tr- Wesley? That never happened on the moon. That was made up. <laughs> that didn't <that laughs> happen before 1992 of course, and yeah. no one was keeping records before The Premier then. League moves at and a
3: zero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Opta didn't say anything about that. But the thing is, right, American fans listening, this is different. You know it's different. We all love the deuce. Clint Dempsey, the last American to score a hat-trick in the Premier League. January sure, 2012. We all saw that one this weekend. <laughs> but this is different. This is a man who could be as Matt Lawrence thinks he is right now please keep paying us world class but right now he's not but this is bigger and he was he was just fantastic on the day perfect hat trick as now, well
2: i think we forget how young
3: he is as well this yeah. is
2: the the youngest oh I, I, yeah, scorer. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: up to a point the centre circle at St Mary's is less than two years old <laughs> and was fantastic. It will probably need to be relayed after that no, performance. Oh, I, I, I imagine it was taken away on a stretcher after the game, wasn't it? Um, now, you're going to nominate, Tom, just for the fun of it, because you've already said that you want Christian Pulisic to be Hero of the Week in order to keep him with your American Paymasters. Hmm. Um, someone who always surprises me, because I think Lise Mousset um, is a newsreader and she's always at those war zones... <laughs> And now we go over to to Lebanon and Lise Mousset. Am I right? She kept them all in again and all out again,
0: as I recall it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Look, just honourable mentions really in the the rest of this section because it is probably going to be Pulisic or it is going to be um, something to do with Southampton, probably not the centre circle, but something to do with Leicester there. But I do want to mention this because uh, he is a man that went to Bournemouth and for whatever reason, I think Eddie Howe has got some questions to answer when it comes to player development. Slanky hasn't got better. Mousset didn't get better. Some of the attacking players that that aren't Callum Wilson haven't necessarily improved in the last couple of years. So there are some question marks there, this guy when I've watched him, Jordan I another one, He hasn't been very good. And Chris Wilder has said the guy isn't fit enough. He ain't played enough. That's why he's not started. Scores him a couple of yards out against Arsenal on Monday night football in a game they deservedly won. Sheffield United outplayed West Ham United and should have won the game at London Stadium and didn't. But this goal is undervalued, the the goal he scored at London Stadium. Uh, 199 minutes to equal 58 appearances at Bournemouth for goals in two. And this ball drops to him on the volley... On the turn, finds the bottom corner against the goalkeeper, who actually I think is quite good uh, in Roberto. I thought he was going to be useless, but he actually made a lot of saves in the two games oh. that I've seen him. He's been quite good. It's a great finish, uh, and I'd just like to see someone that I thought was rubbish be good, because it proves what I always think is that everything I say is
3: utterly wrong at all times. Um, of course, there is a, a joke to be made about West Ham's goalkeepers. Of course they're good. Um, <laughs> it reminds me, look, let's go back to the missed time before the Premier League, when Pat Jennings, bless him, the, the legendary goal Keeper of Tottenham and Arsenal, um, and Northern Ireland was uh, uh, was Football of the Year. I think it was 1974 or 75. I can't quite remember. Even though Spurs, who he played for, had finished in the bottom half of the table. He has, of course, fantastic. He still has fantastic hair, Pat, and a very deep voice indeed. I won't do the Northern Irish accent. go his entire speech composed of Football of the Year playing behind that defence, of course I'm footballer of the year, and walked off the off the stage. Was that Gandhi? That was very good, wasn't yeah. it? No, Gandhi. Yeah, it was actually very Richard Burton. Yeah, very oh, good thank Richard you. Burton. And, and my own natural broadcasting voice is so nasal and small, and yet I can do that. Incredible, yeah, it's isn't it? normally quite unpleasant, but that was yeah. actually really enjoyable. So we've got, for our, for our Heroes of the Week, we've got the centre... Oh, hang on. Um, Jose Perez we, just oh, yeah, we did him. mention
0: him a little bit earlier on but it's yeah. just worth mentioning that people have questioned the 20 odd million pound they spent on him uh, Leicester City is he the right man is he a good player uh, back to back hat tricks against Southampton for uh, Newcastle back end of last season a game that pretty much kept them up as well he was fantastic on the day and then on Friday night I think he's an honourable
3: mention in here OK, so the lineup for the uh, worst performance are the uh, NBC foreign affairs correspondent Lise Mousset, um, the centre circle at St Mary's, and Christian Pulisic. And you two have already ganged up. and yeah. Again, partially because you work a lot in the American media. And I must say... Danny, that's got nothing to do with it. Tom and I can promise that just I'm, because as, we work hey, in Hey, look, as
0: Groucho Marx once said, I've got principles, you don't like these, I've got others. Just pay me and I'll do and it. And I have
3: to say, since I've discovered that this podcast, the Game Day record book podcast from Talk Sport, is going out on the American series... Uh, network I suppose you'd call it I myself am very interested in the well being of American footballers and so Christian Pulisic <laughs> is definitely Hero of the Week dollar dollar bill y'all
0: as Granite Xhaka's number goes up withdrawn from proceedings for me should have done better in the lead up to the goal Oh, and that's not the reaction that Xhaka should deliver. He walks off of the field, and as he's being booed, he raises his arm to ask arms to do it again. His hand goes up to his ear, and twice he's sworn in English.
1: He went wrong. He went wrong but we are going to speak fair uh, to, to him, with him, and, and then inside with the club. But uh, he won't.
2: Mane, though, has got in behind Aurier. Oh, he showed too much of it to Aurier, who then trips Mane inside the penalty, and oh, that's going to be a penalty. What are you thinking, Serge Aurier, having allowed Mane to go past him first of all? He then won back possession, slipped, and then he just... Felled Mano from behind. It's the clearest penalty you will see all season.
3: Now, um, each of these um, sort of sections has been hotly contested, but Villain of the Week, most weeks, we've got too many uh, incumbents, too many people vying for it and too many things vying for it. Same really this week. I mean, I'm going to start with an obvious one, get it out of the way. I don't want him to win because he doesn't deserve to win. Um, I'm picking it. You know, i a Spurs fan. Serge Aurier. Mm-hmm. Um, he has. He has got some. He's got some things going for him. He is a very athletic man. He is fantastically physically powerful and good at running. He's obviously got a very good agent. He has played for Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> and he played for Tottenham Hotspur. Number two is already an insult. <laughs> yeah, teams, the teams that either think they're going to get to the Champions League final or, in the case of Spurs, actually gets the Champions League final. But Serge, as any Spurs fan will tell you, mm. is an accident waiting to happen. He seems to have no sense of sp- spatial awareness or sense of responsibility. And I will swear now here, my youngest sister is called Joanne and I, know I value no person in the world above her. I swear on Jai's life, when he was running to into the penalty area with Sadio Mane, I said to the person I was broadcasting with at the time, "Here comes the penalty." <laughs> he actually successfully <laughs> makes the tackle. <laughs> then remembers, oh no, I'm Serge Aurier. <laughs> I got and he gets up and gives away the penalty. Now, to to be fair to him, I think he just lost it, the sight of where Mane was, and of course, uh, I, That's him, his job him, though, isn't it, in that situation? What to kick him? Know where the, the Mane calf. is? That's only Yeah. I suppose, his job. yeah. Um, look, I don't understand how international defenders can just be such a, a klutz is that mm. the right to the right Hebrew word for it just such a disaster area of whirling nonsense in his own penalty area but he does it all the time what Tottenham need is a really good reliable English right back who's in the national oh. They sold him, didn't they? <laughs> no, no, that, no, that was Walker. No, what they need is the reserve to Walker. A really good, reliable English... Oh, that was trippy. They sold him as well. Um, what about Walker Peters? He's English. He's reliable. No, they'll get rid of him as well, won't they? For some reason, Ari is going to stay there. Who is your villain of the week? Matt. Mine is... Uh... Another young Englishman. Uh, this time no, though, it, it's Callum Hudson Odoi. Star of, Chelsea. of many, many submarine films. yes. Many, many. Many. Dive, dive, dive. Boop,
2: boop, I'm yeah. just not having it. And, Look, an old teammate of mine, Sean Dyche from Millwall Times, now the manager of Burnley. What yeah,
0: he afterwards. sees dives everywhere he looks, though, doesn't he? Like uh, office, every dive, week. Every no. week when there are no dives, he's like it's all the cheat. It's all the cheating in the
3: game. That's what's ruining it. You I'm know? great. I'm great friends Copping with Bob Ballard, once. the BBC swimming correspondent. Bob sees less dives <laughs> than, than <laughs> Dyche, <dives>, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's right about <laughs> this one is He no. was spot no. on. No, this I'm this is sorry.
2: from Hudson he's got both legs up behind him, kicking his own backside. So what? So what really happens touch.
0: for those that haven't seen this, and uh, I'm going to check Danny's glasses after this. Matt's not worrying, maybe he should be, right? He cuts inside Tarkovsky in the you're penalty area. You're making posh because I got my own glasses. It's, oh, you you. don't know the working class, do you? Yeah. You in and glasses. your shoes. Yeah. You and yeah. your shoes to walk outside and in puddles. I've got some laces of as, as well now. In. Some of us get <laughs> some of us get the hairs on our toes wet. But
3: You're wrong about this, Tom. It no, wasn't, I'm not. I'll tell you why. Dive. You know, I'll, I'll
0: tell you why, right? Because no, you can shout loudly. It won't make any difference. I didn't know I was shouting. I never do. So you come. He cuts inside Tarkovsky from left to right. Lovely. Turn, Tchaikovsky pulls his leg out the way, so he goes to dive over that leg, spin the angle around. If only there was some kind of video replay technology we could use for this. I don't think it exists. And he gets pushed in the back by Matt Loudon to the ground. Yes, he puts a little bit of gravy on it, but if you don't put gravy it, on it, you it don't it get a roast get in it.
2: Pushed. There's a slight touch in the back.
0: Well, you just said it you just said there wasn't, and then said there was simultaneously. But you also Boris push Johnson push now, what is this? Good god. I want an election that I is, know, election. The, this is, the, the apologists for the things. divers
3: always do this. They got a slight touch or they anticipated contact. So I'm it's a double foul. so I am going to punch penalties. you in the face. So I anticipate you might want to steal my watch. I ain't not in my glasses. The way. Don't in my glasses. No, I'm going to. I'm going to anticipate that you might want to steal my computer, or this phone, and I have to give you a bop on the nose in advance. It's nonsense. It's, it's a dreadful dive. Just because, <sighs> even say no,
2: he's been no. pushed in the back. Which he hasn't, that doesn't mean that both of he's your. He's not been legs stabbed in the back, you. has he? No, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's a clear it's penalty. In for a... me, in for me. You've all got it in for me. That was a clear penalty.
3: Why don't why why don't you um. Uh, go, go on to uh, your one then because right. uh, I suspect you've got a better case than you have for defending the most heinous kind of cheating that is a canker in the national game
0: I do have one uh, villain this week and that is Granite Xhaka of the most, Arsenal his first name is so wrong isn't it Granite. <laughs> no. It's uh, Softy Jacker now. Yeah, Snowflake Jacker. I feel a little bit sorry for Granite Jacker because he has been given the captaincy at Arsenal through this like weird public vote system they did. Unai Emery should not have given him the captaincy. He must have known the fan base was against yeah, we him. We want but a he's second re- anyway.
2: referendum. At
0: um, we want a second referendum on this, but I'm not sure we're going to get that public vote. I wonder what the Arsenal fans would have voted as captain. Anyway, he gets substituted in the 61st minute in Arsenal's dreadful performance, where they should have lost at home against Crystal Palace despite going two 0 up. Actually, how weren't they the worst performance of the week? Now I'm saying this out loud. Anyway, he's coming off and he's getting booed, right? He's getting booed because he's petulant, he's useless. And how else do fans express their But he's also sauntering
3: off at
0: He's wandering off, he's doing that bit as well. You're meant to go off at the nearest exit and he's walking to the middle and then he starts doing the thing I hate the absolute most. And I hate it the most because Nigel Rio Coca once did this ah. when he scored for West Ham against now Man United talking under talking Alan Kirbishley. He scored a goal when West Ham were absolutely trash at the time. Time, and he goes to the Bobby Moore stand where the die-hard West Ham fans sit knowing how crappy he's been for West Ham for 18 months and he scores a goal and he ripped that moment from us. How... What? by cupping his hand yeah. to his ear. Let me hear you now, you idiots. I've scored a goal.
3: You're wrong. What, you I'm mean, You're right. a West Ham fan. So you can help me answer these questions. Yes. Apart from the fact that he got his hair cut every day, which I, uh, I discovered in a documentary that he did about himself, um, what was it about Nigel Coca that was so unlikable? Because mm, um, I, 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 I barely noticed West Ham, and yet I had a vicious hatred of Nigel Coca. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, for me, it is this moment that makes me hate him Is it because so he much? thought he was all that and, and he the wasn't all he was that? Part... You must have played a game and all
0: that, was he? He
2: certainly wasn't all that. I, I'm liking the... Made his own documentary. That's perfect. He his
0: hair every. Mind you, I do cut my hair every day. I have to go over this every day with a razor, otherwise it gets like a wispy ball. The man only look.
3: other person uh, I've ever heard of in the world of football who had their hair done every day, I think it was Les Ferdinand who told me that when Terry Venables was in charge of Spurs, and they weren't a great team all the time, they were okay occasionally. I mean, team of, it, the, of the eighties, weren't they? The, 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 <laughs> a no, recent uh, documentary. was Crystal Palace? Um, oh, it? The, yeah, anyway, oh, it was, was yeah, bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. bizarre. He said we don't really do a lot of training. I said why is that? He says well for a start Terry has to go and get his yeah, done at, mi- at noon every single day. How? What was he having done to it every day? Teased. Does your hair grow that quaffed. much? No, it definitely
0: doesn't. What is he having done? I don't well, remember. T- I don't Maybe remember Terry washed. Venables' hair being that. Mer-
3: it was a kind of like oh, it 80s. Buff. It was ornate, wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't remember it being needing 24-hour care. Well, and of course, if that sounds like v- tremendous vanity, the person who, if, God forbid, anything happens to Pochettino, the person who I want to replace him um, as manager is the bloke who's currently managing Leipzig, right? Um, whose name currently escapes me, but that doesn't matter. Um, Julian Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, sorry. Nagelsmann is so modern... Because he knows he's going to be on the television, he wears makeup. In the in the he does, he actually has himself made up for appearing on the touchline. Were, were you watching a football match and watching the Joker film at the same time again and got him confused? No, this can't wasn't. happen. Was he dancing upstairs in Brooklyn at two nil up? You are you. That's you've already heard two of my theories. The third one is any. Any film that gets universally brilliant reviews, I don't go and see until it comes on the television because I don't want to be railroaded watching a load of rubbish. Is it any good?
0: I would give it six out of ten. Yes, well, all the critics... Because pay, any pay, film... Paid like, up six, to six, 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 it 11. six and
3: half, six to seven. Well, I'm I being, I'm being
0: I told it's a classic it of the pretty... genre. He's then. fantastic in it, unlike Granite Xhaka. However, there is no reason to do a Batman film without Batman, and yet there's about 400 of them. Bruce Wayne's in it. It's like an Arsenal team without Mesut Ozil. It doesn't make sense. Bruce
2: Wayne is in the Joker.
0: Anyway, Granny Jacker is my villain of the week. Why well, well, why didn't you go for the goals panel? Oh, I do need to mention that as well. This was so annoying, this, right? So I don't want to do a whole He's VAR thing. He's clutching his head. I know you guys did a lot of VAR last week. We try and avoid yeah. it if we can, because it is a little bit dull. But the goals panel, right? So I'm assuming they sit in the same office as the referees at Stockley Park. Now, if you're watching the game between Man City and Aston Villa, the oh, second goal... Oh, recently described as
3: the smoked glass office. I know somebody is... Doing... They're starting to pick there, on it, the... and that is very yeah. true. And
0: there's literally just people sitting outside doing their usual work, checking their emails, while Neil Swalbrick is, you know... Ruining football uh, week by week. Sorry, but you are, Neil. I apologize. He was nice to me when I met him, but no, ruining it, doing it badly. Sorry. Anyway, cross comes in, left-hand side, Kevin De Bruyne, one of these dirty little crosses he does. Now, it goes straight into everyone's eye. Looks like Raheem Sterling's offside when the cross comes in, but no, he can't be because when the cross was originally hit, he's onside. The dubious goals panel go, actually, that's uh, a that's, uh, hit David Silver last there, so we've got to give that goal to David Silver, right? Apparently, it's a split decision, 2-1, so they choose it now as a David Silver goal, but... When David Silver touched that ball, Raheem Sterling is offside, yep. standing in front of the goalkeeper. So that goal should have been disallowed. City only won two nil, and I'm more than happy for him to go back to one nil in that game and replay the last wherever it was, twenty three minutes, until we get a
3: just result. Uh, the goals panel I've, I've always thought I mean it was, it was brought in for fantasy football purposes wasn't it um, people were making money one of them I think you could make a million pounds and so they had to do something to, most of us you know big rumble in the goal the ball bounces about like a pinball it goes in off someone's ass and no one cares if it's called we just say it's Harry Kane's goal and that's a, or Pop Robson in your case <laughs> and, and that's how it used to be oh, but Robson. now I know I dragged that out of my ass Pop Robson uh, yeah yeah. I thought you'd like that and and uh, <laughs> and But now, of course, we have to have chapter and verse on whose backside it actually hit. And they get it wrong. You watch and this video back. Wrong, yeah. He didn't touch
0: it. David Silver doesn't touch it. They've given him the goal on a split decision and then made their colleagues
3: look idiotic. The goals panel are fools. Hudson and do- Dive, I'm not saying he's a diver, but he dived. Nope. But does anybody really want to deny Granite Xhaka his moment of glory? No, not a you, chance. If you're captain, Matt, I'm asking oh. you, you captain several football clubs... First of all, you're walking off and making it quite known that you think you're better than the 18-year-old kid who's coming on, but then you take on the whole crowd by cupping your ears, then you rip the shirt, the sacred shirt from your back, and then you ignore your manager and go off down the tunnel. Could he have done, uh, short of what, short of doing a massive dump on the pitch, got, there's nothing else he could have done, is there? No, look, it, it's... And then I, he I had a T-shirt on saying, that. just done it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it on top. You want him to be upset that he's coming off. You want him to be upset Sure at the you do. But you jog off, and as you say, you shake the young man's hand as Absolutely. you're going off, pat him Got on the some. head, yeah. the go captain, on, show him what you captain. can do, and then you certainly don't run down the tunnel, throw your shirt down. If you want to kick something, yep. kick kick the bottle. But kick then you go, Ozil, kick he's handy. Ozil. He was close by, in his <laughs> yeah. street clothes. Fine, just <laughs> kick him. <laughs>
3: It really was poor, poor performance, poor captaincy, and clearly the villain of the week, uh, which rounds up all of our performances, heroes, villains, etc., and many, many other important tributaries that we've been down today on the game day record book podcast. Continue to uh, download it and tell your friends about it as well. And big thanks, of course, to Tom Rennie, regular and brilliant. There's two things. People can't be. Often they're regular, but they're not brilliant. Often they're brilliant, but not regular. Eat your fiber. Absolutely fantastic. And Matt Lawrence, who I haven't worked with for several years, and now I wonder why, because that was just fantastic. Thank you thank so you, much. Danny. And thank you all for listening, too. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you
1: by Ladbrooks. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.